Welcome back to a tall glass of podcast, ladies and gentlemen out there. It's one of your hosts, Mike, and I'm also joined by Jim. Jim, how are you? I'm good, Mike. How you doing, buddy boy? I'm doing all right. Merry Christmas to all, by the way. Yeah, and, uh, happy, happy New Year. New Year. If we don't, uh, yeah, if we don't see uh, the audience out there, and to you as well, Jim. Guys, today we want to talk a little bit about education. Now, me and Jim both come from pretty different educational backgrounds, but uh, I think uh, we can speak some broad strokes to the people out there in the audience. And I guess what I first want to ask Jim is, uh, what is the purpose of education, broad strokes? Well, anytime you're asked to define something, you shouldn't use the term itself. So let me think. Um, To learn and understand concepts that can be applied to life and valuable lessons, both tangible and more theoretical, how to think, what to think, things like that. That's a very good, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's good. I actually didn't even look up myself what I really, I mean, I always thought that education as a, as a construct served, and I'm talking about like preschool to high levels of academia is to create um uh, is to create a well-rounded uh intelligent person with the same time um uh, focusing on you know those stem courses science math and whatnot um in their respective fields like you know zooming in on those those different fields um you know, I, uh, again, like I said, we have different, we have different backgrounds and I, I know we talked about that a little bit in our, our biographical episodes of our, our backgrounds in education. Jim, give us a quick overview of yours again. Yeah. So K through 12 out of Cleveland, Ohio public school, um, for almost all of that time, except like preschool through first grade. And then, uh, four years of undergraduate getting a bachelor's degree, um, from the Naval Academy. So, um, haven't gone on for graduate level or, anything beyond that yet, just in your normal undergraduate degree, uh, bachelor's of science to be specific and quantitative economics. So, uh, yeah. So what does that come out to like 17 years worth of schooling approximately? Yeah. That's a, that's a good amount of education. I myself have a high school diploma and then I went to try C for a couple of years. Didn't really pan out too well. Didn't really learn too much from there. But uh, as you can see, we do have a, a, a wide gap. I want to throw some stats out there. Uh, something, you know, obviously uh, student loan has come up in the uh, in the news cycle. I'm sure you viewers at home have, have heard about it. Maybe some of you at home have some student debt. Uh, I'm just going to throw some numbers at you. $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. That's a lot of fucking money, right? It is. Okay. That's, they equate that to about $42,000 per student who graduates. That's a, that's a good down payment on a house. Yeah. All right. 92% of that debt is held by the government. This is the government's backing these loans. I.e., right. if people default on these loans, it's falling on to the taxpayer because the government's holding these loans. Am I wrong to make that leap, Jim? 
Mm, yeah, I think it, it, depends. Might, it might. It all comes down to like okay. pay fors. Um, how, if the government were to take on any kind of loan forgiveness, would it be funded by increasing the deficit or you know increasing taxes, basically? So. Speaking of defaults, seventeen percent of <laughs> student loan borrowers have defaulted on their loans. It's about one hundred thirty-five million dollars. Uh, okay. That's okay. Now, obviously, right? It's important that we get our college degrees because then we can uh, we can get a, a job that requires that degree. Correct. Well, sixty-two percent of college graduates are working in careers that do not require a college degree, which is a fucking high number. That is, that, by the way, that's excluding the graduates, like lawyers. I mean, obviously, people, lawyers, doctors, those people are actually working in their careers, but excluding um, graduate students, sixty-two percent. So you're saying of college. You're saying sixty-two percent of undergraduate Correct. level diploma yes. holding yes. Americans are not working in a job. Are not working in a that. job that requires a degree. 20% of those of, of uh, 27% of college students who hold a job that requires a degree is not a job that requires the degree that they majored in. Mm-hmm. Pretty shocking numbers. So I guess my question for the audience out there is uh, what kind of pyramid scheme have we all signed up for <laughs> when it comes to this shit? I mean, t- truly, it is, it so is amazing different. to me. I think there's different ways to, to look at it. You know, there's the way of <clears throat> college is a means to an end where you, you pay money to get educated in a specific field that requires a specific level of education. And then once you graduate, you go into that field. And if that's like the lineal way that we want college to be looked at, then yeah, there's no way to look at it aside from a, a failed system and uh, kind of a, a scheme, a scam but then there's also the idea that education in general, whether you get a degree in computer science and then work in something that has nothing to do with computers is still valuable in rounding you out um, and learning how to learn and pick up new concepts, whether it's in the field you're in or not. And at least from my perspective, you know, serving in the Marine Corps as an officer, you had to have a degree, but it could be in electrical engineering or it could be in geriatric studies. Um, There was no requirement in terms of what the degree was in. All that mattered was you had a degree from accredited institution. So um, it just depends on, I think, how you look at what education is supposed to be. Yeah. So I see what you're saying by all that stuff. I just still feel like there's a lot of waste. Um, And and as far as well-rounded, I hear well-rounded a lot. And I've been reading a lot of articles about it calling well-rounded i'm not sure if at 30 you know thirty thousand dollars a semester is mm-hmm. worth being well-rounded when you can be well-rounded uh at, i mean truly you could uh, uh work on a farm or work um you know in any job where you're surrounded by people of different backgrounds and different upbringings and become yeah. a well-rounded person yourself with just that exposure I feel like it's just I feel like uh, by doing my education and my, my research that uh, higher education seems to be just a giant money-making, you know, scheme. You know, take, for instance, my brother. He's a ma- he majored in uh, a physics. In order to graduate with his physics major, he had to take a class in urban studies in order 
to graduate with that degree. That to me, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right? He's majoring in physics. Yeah. I mean, that physics. goes straight to, uh, <laughs> it goes straight to the concept, at least, you know, at, at surface level justification being well-rounded, someone who's experienced, um, different, different courses and, and, and exposed to different things. But in reality, I mean, I think a strong argument could be made that um, we've created a system that is, it's not purely focused on what you need to learn. It's focused more on getting you four years of full-blown education because you can be charged for all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. it's capitalism, um, right? So it's a business. Uh, yeah. Higher education has become a business. But, but should, um, um, should we deprofitize education? Should we, you know, like, should we make it so that it's not a business and that it is something that is, you know, but that would require massive government intervention, which is, you know, almost never going to be a a efficient thing, but, um, you know, just like the idea of, I mean, we don't have to go down the healthcare rabbit hole, but like, should we de-profitize healthcare to make it less about, you know, end of like a more capitalistic idea into more of just like a human right or a human, you know, um, morality. So education is, I think one, I, I do think that there is one way to, there are multiple ways, but one way to um, fix some of this is actually, um, and I know all the deficit hawks in the room are going to go ballistic here, but like making <laughs> public education, both like community college, like Tri-C and like state universities free or close to free, because then people will be way more likely to go to them and these like absolute rackets of private institutions will just be undercut to hell and they'll have to change their ways. Cause it doesn't cost 30 grand a year to go to Ohio state. It's thought it costs 30 grand a semester to go to Case Western or university of Chicago. That's where, right. I mean, the, the real like hand over fist comes from is the <laughs> institutions. So like, I don't think so Ryan, you know, probably spent, that kind of money at Cleveland State, but still got a very so valuable degree. He's a, he's a very he's a very different case than what we're seeing out there and what we're seeing as far as loans going. But uh, so you're saying as a as a as a free community college, I see what you're saying. Um, and that was most recently proposed in the in this Build Back Better plan that this massive you know human infrastructure deal that. Um, basically just got like died on the vine in Congress, but that was one of the provisions was Joe Manchin, you son of a bitch. (laughs) That was going to be universal community college. And it actually polls really well, but it got um, lobbied against very hard and very successfully by the four year college institutions because it would, you know, provide a much better alternative to their, their scheme, their racket that they have, you know, they've cornered the market on. So, yeah, that's an interesting concept, Jim. That's an interesting concept. I think Trotsky had the same idea. But, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's all good. Um, Jim, let's even go further back. Let's, let's talk even before higher education. Let's talk about like, I really would like to talk about like early high school and even middle school, junior high stuff. Cause I feel like personally as a, as a plumber, because you know, I'm, I'm in the trades I feel like everything for me after fifth grade 
has been <laughs> garbage. You know what I mean? I read I read To Kill a Mockingbird three times. I get it. All right. I get it. There was there were some disparities at some point. I understand. Justice is not always blind. I get it. I get I get the themes of the book. But yeah. Um so yeah, I went to a blue ribbon public school in Ohio. So for, that. Yeah. Private, but blue ribbon, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. So like it's supposed to be a cut above and um right. You know, to be honest, like I don't, I don't necessarily think that I, the quality of instruction I received was anything to be that prideful about. I mean, it wasn't a bad school, but then the teachers, you know, cared and tried, but, um, you know, it was public school and um, the quality of education was fine, but it wasn't anything where, you know, going into college, I was prepared, but I wasn't, um, there's definitely a gap between like my education and some other people's education just due to the what what state they were from and um the quality of like maybe they went to a you know really top tier private school or something like that so right um but all in all i mean i think it was it's pretty overall pretty good it was just you know your basic public school education it's hard when you didn't go to like another school you know to compare i'm sure right. plenty of schools and inner cities or, or rural environments that are, you know, horrible and way behind, but, um, you know, it felt pretty middle of the road in terms of what we were taught and the concepts, but yeah, I mean, you get, you start to you know, look back to like some of the, um, some of the like modules and units that we would cover, like the world yeah, religions I, I like and bring, stuff like that, like you know, a couple of, yeah. yeah, I like to bring up a couple of things real quick. Um, as far as my my middle school education, I just like you to raise your hand, Jim, or I'll raise my hand if this helps you going into the future, into into your into your life and into your career. Um, Aztec warriors, uh, they're the paint that they would wear was black and red. <laughs> okay, let me let me go to the next one. Uh, the Cherokee Indians used to build log cabins. These are just things I was taught in school that I had to put on a test in order to pass the test. Um, do you know about the different biomes, the tundra, the temperate forest, the rainforest? About the different okay. rock types. Remember that from earth science? Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Volcanic rocks, a sedimentary. Metaphor, metamorphous. That? Yeah. Let's talk about English real quick. Do you know what a subject complement is? How about a prepositional phrase? No. What about a direct, what about a direct object? <laughs> what I'm trying to get to at folks at home is that, um, there's a ton of fucking waste out there. I mean, I know that there's some basic things we need to know. I think that uh, a lot of these classes can be stopped at a certain point. And then from then on out, you could be channeled into something that suits what it is that you want to do in life. And, and, and I know that's hard for a kid to know, but uh, I guess what I'm getting at is if you could, Jim, remake the educational system in your own image, what do you think you would like to see? That's a good question. Um, I definitely I'm think from the, from, the, from the bottom up. Yeah, I definitely think there needs to be a, especially for our generation, because like a lot of stuff now, not a lot of stuff, everything can be researched and looked up at, you know, the, as soon as you, you know, open your phone and go to Google. So the importance By the of way, do you remember when teachers used to say you couldn't use Wikipedia as a source? Did mm -hmm. you have teachers who would say that? Yeah. 
That's yeah. pretty much how I learned anything today. I mean, anything. Yeah. But go I mean, ahead. I mean, Wikipedia is a little bit better than it used to be. Um, but Well, they at the same time, they were wanting you to use an actual encyclopedia from 1992. So let's, I mean, let's yeah. call it what it is. I mean, we can talk about teachers all day long. I mean, I only want to get into that, to that shit, but go ahead. Yeah, what I was going to say is I just think a lot of stuff you're taught, it's like always going to be lagging a little bit. So, you know, we were taught things that we don't need to know. And if we needed to know or were curious, we could find the answer in, you know, very quick order in 2021 with the ease of access to information. Um, but what they didn't teach, and I think is like, pretty important it's like there was not like like the idea of like home economics was a very like goof off kind of class but if you think about like actual value to society um and like this is might sound a little counterintuitive but, like physical education like gym class like we're playing like like if you want to be like elementary school playing like kickball then that's fine but you know as you get older like there should be a, a premium in my opinion put on you know, um, gym class to teach how to actually like eat healthy and exercise effectively and take care of your bodies. There should be an importance of home ac so you know how to like cook and actually take care of like property in a home. I think there should be personal finance courses. I mean, right back to this whole student loan, you know, fiasco yeah, that dude. our country finds ourselves in. Does a 18 year old or a 17 year old effectively understand what they're signing up for when they agree to take on, you know, $60,000 per year in student loans. Well, have they been taught even a basic personal finance course on like how to create a budget? If the answer is right. no, then they probably don't, especially because, you know, we had the luxury of, of, of parents and um, mo role models in our life that like could steer us in the right direction a lot of kids don't have that and they don't really fully appreciate or understand at 17 what it means to get into a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. And of course, like these institutions are just like chomping at the bit to, you know, yeah. like, they'll never Thank deny you. you for a student loan. Like, I want to take, no. take out a small business loan at 18, no, get dude. laughed out of the room. And, you know, um, 92% of it is, is going to be backed by the government. I mean, right. truly responsibility that falls onto them. It's like the housing market. And, and again, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, why is it mandatory to, to learn two years? Of, in my high school, it was two years of a foreign language, two years, Spanish right. one and Spanish two. Mm -hmm. Personal personal finance was an elective. I did not have to take that class. It was not, it was not required to graduate. Yeah, it's insane. How, how come I knew how to say I'm thirsty in, in Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah. I wasn't taught what an annual percentage rate is. I'm about to buy a mortgage on a house and I'm looking at this paperwork and I'm like, I, I don't know. Well, what do I owe? I'm asking the banker. I'm like, wait a minute in dollars and cents, how much extra am I paying on top of my principal? And he's like, all right, let me go through it with you. Meanwhile, you know, I'm like, me gusta comida italiano. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's just, to me, there's just too much waste. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'd like to see. I'd like to see math, science, up to a certain level, maybe algebra for math, for science. I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, 
maybe like the like the scientific theory, like a hypothesis. What is that called? What you have a hypothesis conclusion. What is it called? Hypothesis. Oh yeah. Um, what is it? Scientific method. Or develop a scientific hypothesis. Method. Test the hypothesis. Right. Yeah. Math. Math up to algebra. You know, teach a little bit of American history, but I don't know how much it's how important it is. I love history, but I, I teach a little bit of that. And then uh, I'd like to see where people are tested and to see how certain minds think differently than others. And uh, I'd like to see those people, you know, as the years go by, either tested differently and mm-hmm. you start to formulate how their minds work. And then you find, I'm going to, I'm using my brother as an example. He's a brilliant mind. His brain works way differently than mine does. He's, you know, he's always been able to retain stuff. Jimmy might be the same way. I think you're a little bit different because my brother can't comb his hair and brush his teeth always at the way he's supposed to. But he, he's, he's a physicist. He's a brilliant mind. He was, you know, he would be on a certain track, whereas I would be on a different track. And I could have been in the job, in the workplace at an earlier age uh, than when I was. I'd like to see early job placement. There's so many of these careers that would be so much, it would be beneficial if they would have somebody working in the career earlier than if, if they were just sitting behind a, a desk learning. I, I, I like to uh, use yeah. a nurse as an example. I think a nurse would do so much better learning on the job mm-hmm. than they would taking four years of schooling, learning about pharmacology and fucking anatomy and physiology. Yeah. I think so, be so too. To get in and do stuff. And also, um, when you think about this this coming, you know, revolution with with um, robotics and and the automation of things and, and, and the replacement, the uprising of the machines. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and the replacement of a lot of jobs are at risk of being replaced by machines in the coming you know century and. Um, you know, jobs that are not going to be replaced are some of the, like the tradesman jobs. It's like very difficult to program a robot to do what a plumber does in your instance, or do what a electrician does. It's very like the amount of dexterity that a robot would have to have to do that is way beyond what we currently can do. As far as I understand. Now there are other jobs that are more um, like, considered white collar in nature that could be automated today. Like things like the mortgage under mortgage underwriting industry, exact same kind of thing, right? Like it can be very quickly automated. So, um, you know, just for the sake of of job stability and plus there's more money and it's more lucrative to automate something like an accounting software than it is to automate plumbing or electricity or, HVAC or whatever. So like, I just think that we, we don't saw this thing. I think I sent it to you a few months ago on LinkedIn or like um, this like high school senior night, instead of just like putting all this praise on these kids for all the prestigious universities they got into and like, you know, all of that, they like made it a point for kids that were foregoing college and going into the workforce and had a job lined up to like, congratulate those kids too so like get rid of the stigma that like because i mean i think it's shifting now especially with covid exposing just how 
um, much of a racket these institutions are and how they like, um, you know, have all this endowment money, but then also at the same time, like ask for bailout money from the government. And it's just, um, I think it's exposed a lot of like faults in our system. And, um, you know, I think we need to get rid of this stigma and I hope it's, it's going in that direction where not going to college is not seen as you're like a burnout or a failure because I think we send too many people to college and I think people that do need to actually be in college need to be focused on um, disciplines and, 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 and focus areas and majors that are um, going to pay off for them in the long run. I mean, we're a country built on free will and um, we don't want to like force people to take certain things, but at the same time, um, there are ways we have to figure out a way so that we don't just send people unnecessarily to college and put them in debt and like screw their entire life up. I think we have like a responsibility to do that as a country and as a government. Yeah. And you made a good point. I mean, so much of this education from the, from the beginning is not like career oriented education. Um, And again, I know it's, it it might be a hard pill to swallow for an 18 year old to be like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. This is my end goal. My, my career is going to be this, but uh, I think uh, at the end of the day, once you get into higher education, you have to be thinking, uh, especially if you are footing the bill for your own education, you have to be thinking like, what is the end goal? Yeah. What is the end salary? What is, what am I going to be, you know, making, what am I going to be able to do? And I think a lot of it's not focused on that. I always heard growing up, like, if you, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. You ever hear that shit? <laughs> yeah. It's such fucking garbage, by the way. If you never, if you love what you do. So basically they're saying like, oh, you know, if you want to be, you know, fucking, if you want to be a graphic designer, sorry for all you graphic designers out there in the audience. If it was, I was looking at a list of the lowest paying jobs that require a college degree and graphic designer came up on every list so um you know uh if you want to be a graphic designer go for it you'll love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life and uh to to equate like happiness with with like loving what you do my issue is if you have looming debt hang over your head it's going to affect your happiness i think to a certain degree, no matter what you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do think you should find joy in your work and find joy in your toil, but uh, understand what the cost is at the end of the day. So what so, do you think, Mike? Do you think that we should forgive student loan debt as someone who has none? Oh, what is your um, opinion? I'm so glad you asked that question. Jim, you know, I'm going to surprise you. And I think we should. Uh, To a certain extent, we should. And um, the way we should should handle it, though, is hear me out. Yes, there should be a portion of student that's forgiven, but here's what it is. You get a list of people who have student loan debt. And there's a lot of them out there. I already talked about it. There's a ton of people with student loan debt. Um, $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. 
you get a list of the people who are on student loan debt. Okay, and you send out letters and you say, okay, you want your student loan forgiveness. You need to meet at this location. Okay. And the, the, the students, the, the people who have student loan debt, they come to this location to have their student loan debt forgiven. It is a giant warehouse. Okay. They walk in and it's just a bunch of bicycles in the warehouse fixed bicycles and someone's there obviously from the government they say okay you want your student loan debt forget get your ass on these bicycles start pedaling and the bicycles are connected to the power grid <laughs> the national power grid okay and these people in order to get their student loan forgiveness have to start pedaling okay pedal their fat asses off and they they help power whatever respective states that they're in, this isn't just one location. This is all over the United States. These are just buildings that they, they build and they put together and they have to pedal. And um, I don't know, maybe every mile they pedal, they get like a thousand dollars off of their student loans. Maybe not that much. I think we're going to eat too much up and not get enough power for our uh, bank for our buck. But ideally that's what I would, uh, that's what I'd like to see. So basically you think that there needs to be a some type of squaring up that doesn't involve paying off, um, but to get like correct value back in some way, yes. shape, or form. Yes, because I'm not sure. Here's my here's my problem. I'm not sure I'm not gonna get the value back if we pay off if we pay off your your degree. I, I don't know what your degree was in. I don't, well, I don't know yeah. if we really value it as a as a country. I mean, I think from what I understand, people who have studied this problem, you know, in depth, think that, you know, putting aside whether it's like altruistic or like morally right to do this, um, because obviously different opinions, but just looking at it from a purely economic value proposition standpoint, my understanding is forgiving student loan debt would be an injection of stimulus into this country that, um, you know, would, would benefit us way beyond people just paying their student loans off for, you know, the, the years to come. Now, I think a much, it, it frustrates me because the focus is so much on student loan forgiveness instead of, that's nice and I, I support it to a certain degree, but instead of fixing the underlying issues that are causing people to make horrible decisions in universities to rake people over the coals. Like until we, you know, choose how we want to look at education, is it a for-profit industry um, that's yeah. governed by the free market or is it sure. something that needs to be reined in through government action? Um, if we're going to look at it as a for-profit industry and we're not going to change it, then I don't know that forgiving student loan debt does anything except incentivize bad decisions moving forward. Um, versus if we look at it as, Hey, we got to like decouple the profit from education, then we need to do that. And then as a byproduct, you know, help the people who are already burned by the system, but we need to make sure the system doesn't burn future people. If that's the route we're going to take with this, um, because not everyone has the same, you know, we've talked about this before, but not everyone has had the same guidance that we had. And I do feel bad for people who, you know, 
they're not like full grown adults when they're making these decisions. They're not, they're still, in know, high school, you know, so we can't be like, Oh, you idiot. You know, this is America. You want to make a bad decision. You got to live with it. Suck it up. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It's like, these like 17 year old kids, you know, like, and, um, if we're going to bail out the massive corporations that do all kinds of heinous manipulation of of the economy if we're going to bail them out then why wouldn't we bail out the single parent with you know student loan debt so i'd like to see a fundamental change i'd like to see it where you know truthfully like here's the other thing jim we are a country of the free people right you should be able to choose any degree you want uh, any sort of classes that you take you should you should be able to choose your freedom. But the fact of the matter is there's so many uh, degrees out there that have no place in society, that have no place in the workforce. And there's a lot of them. And it's over, right. some, of it's some of it's oversaturation, right? We can't all be quantitative economics. We can't all be physicists. If we right. had, if the whole country is made of physicists, the country wouldn't function. Civilization requires different yeah. occupations, right? Yeah, right. But some of it is also just there's no place there's for no it. reason for that class. Yeah. There's no place for it. Yeah, and that's those something you know. Of, those types of uh, courses and classes should either have a premium or should not. They should not give government back loans to those classes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if society doesn't benefit off of somebody graduating from that course whether it be oversaturation or whether it be that this career is no longer needed or, or um, if there's not enough jobs or the medium income of, of that job doesn't, um, doesn't warrant it, it should not be backed by a loan. So that way the colleges are saying, hey, listen, you want to take a class in anthropology? Or what is it called? Anthro? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, anthropology. You want to take a class in that, just so you know, we, we're not seeing occupations in that in that education. Yeah, we're not going to give you institution session, some skin in the game. Yeah. Well, and that would go back to obviously the, the government not no longer backing these loans as much as they are. Right. It's, it's the institution you have to step up and say, we're going to cover that loan. If you default on that loan, we're on the hook for it. End of story. And we're not going to issue you a, a, a you know a loan in that class. Yeah, I mean, essentially, the idea would be just like if I, I mean, it, dude, I mean, this is the same thing as if I went to, um, you know, uh, New York City, downtown Manhattan, and tried to buy, you know, a $10 million house. And I went to the bank and said, hey, I need a, I need a mortgage for $10 million. And they're like, all right, send me your pay stubs. And I sent them my pay stubs. And they're like, of course, no no way we're not going to give you this because there's no way you're gonna be able to afford the property tax no way you're gonna be able to afford the mortgage that same concept needs to be applied to someone who's like hey i want to go to whatever private institution that's fifty thousand dollars a year and i'm going to major in something that i'm going to make 40k a year in my salary after i get out of college immediately it should be the same thought process of from the lender saying, no fucking way am I, am I writing you this check because I'm never going to see the returns. But when they know it's backed, then what the hell do they care? 
Um, well, and, and, and the only issue with that is it's going to create more of a gap of people, the haves and the have-nots, right? So the people who can say, well, I'll put up the money anyways, I'm going and I'm taking this class versus people who don't have any money. And, 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 and because they don't have a lot of money um, and they come from lower economic uh, situations, these colleges are saying, we're not going to give you the money anyways. We don't care if you're majoring as an engineer. We don't care if you're majoring as a, as a, um, a doctor. We're not going to give you the money. You don't have the money to pay back this loan. So you do have the, the possibility of that happening as well. Yeah, I think you could you... bake. I think you could bake that part of it out based off of simply looking at. You'd have to What's take a very objective society? view and like what is what you're saying you're going to do. What is the expected yeah. outcome of that? You'd have yeah, to be right. very disciplined in how you approach sure. it because you're right. You I mean there are so there's starting software. to sound a, it, yeah, it's sounding a little Marxist at that point where you're saying like well. Well, what is the, what is society need? Uh, we need more, you know, engineers. Mm. So, you know, I'll give you a loan if you're going to go pursue engineering, but I'm like, well, I, I kind of want to be a fucking, you know, art major. Well, well that's fine. No one's going to, no one's going to stop you. You just probably aren't going to get funded anymore. Yeah. Right. So, but I mean, that sounds pretty stuff. free market to me, you know, yeah. you have to pay more for something that's not going for to be college, sure. yeah. as, as much of a return on investment for the person who's funding it. Yeah. This became a very serious podcast, very <laughs> analytical, very, uh, an audience out there, you know, listen, again, you might be in this situation. You might be sitting there at home, you know. Um, again, with student loans thinking, you know, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this crippling, <laughs> this crippling debt? And this is not the podcast to listen to. I'm not sure how you get out of it. It's, it's too late for you, but, uh, we're just trying to, uh, understand, uh, and critique how the system is for future generations, I think, and for people beyond us. But, uh, and I think it's, I think it's fair to say know i've said this a couple times but there just is no substitution for the proper guidance um we can create every system every situation from a governmental or private perspective to try to eliminate this type of predatory behavior but as long as human beings walk the earth and human beings are greedy and you know capitalistic in nature especially in this country there will always be ways that the one person's going to take advantage of somebody else and that's why there's no <laughs> there's no substitute for proper guidance from parents and i know not everyone has you know that situation but then there's guidance counselors and there's teachers and there's principals and there's coaches. Like people have to step in and yeah. be that. And here's, um, yeah. There's a bit of an inherent issue with the fact that our educators, the people who are surrounding us when we are making our educational uh, um, climb can kind of all be of the same mindset. Yeah. There's a lot of group think and going I, on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's also something to consider. I think uh, 
I was, while I was doing my research, I, I saw that um, um, after 10 years of, uh, uh, most teachers after 10 years of being in the field still hold some college debt, mm-hmm. which is a lot. You know, that's a lot of people who, uh, are, you know, are um, detrimentally affected by the system, the system that they are promoting, right? Because all educators are pretty much going to tell you higher education is, uh, your is the way to go. Yeah. Is your ticket. Meanwhile, they're still suffering from their own higher education. But that's something that that's a human nature kind of thing where I saw this a lot in the, in the Marine Corps when I was like telling senior officers, I was planning on not making a career and getting out. They would always be like, oh, no, you got to stay in like for blah, blah, blah reason. And it's like there's something about human nature that says if I chose a path in my life, whether right. I'm happy or not, whether I'm suffering or not to validate my own decision, I need to get other people after me to do same thing. Um, yeah, that's a weird phenomenon, but it's, it's, well, it's true. the same phenomenon that says when you are confronted with uh, uh, opposing data that conflicts what you already believe instead of you changing your mind, you will actually become more steadfast yeah. in what you, you dig already in. believe, right? You dig in. So, Hey, who's to say education? What a whirlwind. What a whirlwind. Again, I don't have much of it. What's, the one, <laughs> what's the one quote from uh, the big short? It's like uh, the truth and facts are like poetry. And everyone hates fucking poetry. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that, that part, but, um, yeah, I mean, truthfully with, 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 uh, I guess my closing statement or my closing, um, you know, I can only speak from personal experience. I know that in my own, and I'm, and I know this is exclusive to the trades, but when I got into learning about what I was going to do, um, and learning about what career I was going to take, it was, there was no waste. It was all efficient. It was all very condensed learning um, and, and, and learning, you know, obviously on the job, but it was, there was no waste. There was no fluff. There was no extra classes to make me well-rounded. It was just, this is what you need to know to do what you're going to be doing. I learned quick and I learned well. And I think that if we could get people to, to, to know which way they're heading as far as how they're thinking, we can condense a lot of this and we can trim a lot of the fat out there. Well, I think too, I think people would hear your story who don't know you and think you're just an unaware, un, um, I am, yes. cultured individual because yes. you've just been told where to go and what to do essentially like that's the okay, yeah. thought and i think sure. it's bullshit obviously because you're someone who is curious and willing to learn and like you spend your free time or you know space in between jobs learning other things but like people discount that and they think well because you what you just outlined you only know how to think one way and you were never taught how to think in other ways which oh, no, is it's yeah. it's not true at all, but that's like the big argument that I think someone would say to your situation is, well, you haven't had the same experiences or life experiences that someone who went to college and learned urban studies has. Yeah. And, no, um, listen. Yeah. And I and, and maybe I don't. 
Um, but is it hurting you at all? Correct. And right. No, I mean. Right. I guess. If anything, if anything you are more certain of what you, what your profession is than the vast, vast majority of people I know. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it comes back to our a question we asked at the beginning of this podcast is what is the purpose of education? Broad strokes. I mean, what is the purpose of it? Are, are you trying to make someone who's more cultured or, or not as narrow minded? And again, when you are talking about society as a whole, and, and it's not so much anymore, but you look at the farmer, right? A farmer didn't go to school. He learned everything he knew from his father who was a farmer and his grandfather who was a farmer. He knew he had to select, uh, uh, select skills in life. He applied them and he did what he did. And society benefited greatly from his narrow worldview. Right. So my point would be identify quickly and identify as soon as you can where we when we're growing up and we're going through these educational systems identify as best you can as quickly as you can where your your place is again i know that sounds communistic like oh yeah you know you're going to have the proletariat and you're going to have the right. bourgeois we're going to track you from second grade on right you know you're you're good but, at math you're going to be a mathematician you're good at you know but yeah. we can't all make hammers we can't all say, well, I'm going to make hammers. Oh, I'm also going to make hammers. We're going to have a bunch of fucking hammers everywhere. And, and you know, we're not going to have any reason to trade. And, and like I said, in society, that's, that's how it has to work. We have to have these different careers, different fields. And you should be able to do what you want. There's no doubt about it. It's just... Uh, but I don't think, I don't think it's a question of... Are, are Americans allowed to do what they want? Because they are. It's a question of are young Americans who are making these decisions equipped with all of the facts they need to make them? Like, is anyone sitting them down and saying, okay, I get you want to go to college to play football or to play baseball and, you know, in this podunk school that you're not like, going to go to the, and you're not going to go to the NFL. You're not going to make a living doing this. So you're just going to go and play because you still care about football, which I mean, you need to have a reality check and say, that doesn't matter anymore. You're done with high school. You need to start focusing on what your actual, you know, vocation is going to be. Um, if you go to school and you charge up 100K worth of student debt and you get a job that you don't want to do in a career field that isn't paying you good money, this is what your life's going to entail versus, okay, you can forego college and go work in the trades and maybe get into pipe welding or plumbing or HVAC or any myriad of things under the sun that pay really well. There's a shortage of labor for in general, and you could make great money without any of the debt. And I don't, it's not, it's not a matter of our Americans given enough choices. Are young impressionable Americans educated on all their options? And I'd say a resounding fuck no. And that's scary. That's not good. Um, that's a failure of our educational system. Um, it's a failure of those who dedicate their life to being educators. Um, and maybe it's better now. I mean, we have, we're not that old, but we have been out of school for over a decade. But I, I know, you know, going to a blue ribbon school, teachers and guidance counselors and principals focused on the kids that were going to college and the kids that weren't was like, yeah, you'll be okay. And it's like, it's just... <laughs> 
you forced kids to go to college that shouldn't have gone to college and you like wrote off kids that didn't go to college that probably are now just as successful, if not more than the vast majority of those who went to college and wasted their time for no reason, charging up all kinds of money to get a degree they're not using. Um, or if they are using, they're making, you know, pennies on the dollar. So. Yeah, no, absolutely, Jim. I, I, yeah, all very good points. I think, uh, I guess the future will tell. And if we do do the, the, the debt forgiveness again, I'm not going to be happy about it truthfully. Cause you know, part of me is a selfish creature and I'm like, well, what the fuck, you know, where's my money? Can I get a check? Right. Whatever. For not having charged up debt. Yeah. Give me a, give me a check, you know, because even though I knew what I was doing, there's a lot of people, you know, I'm not going to say this is me, but there's a lot of people out there who didn't go to college for physical reasons who said it's not even in the cards. I know I can't afford this. I know I'm not going to get a loan issued to me. I'm not going. And where are they at now? You know what I mean? So, yeah. And they say the best, like they say a lot of times, like, media will try to paint that student loan forgiveness is going to help everyone but what from what they've seen it's going to help the people who actually really don't need the help that much like it's obviously going to help people who need the help but it's going to help people who are more in like that middle to middle upper class realm and not like the true lower class that never even had the opportunity to go to college in the first place so you're still leaving them behind um right the statistics still tell you that if you've got a college degree you're making more money I mean, those are, those are just the statistics, I believe. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's, so it's to, the ticket to, to, you know, a more comfortable life, I guess, um, generally speaking. But that also is not taking into account people who, like, are born into nothing, don't go to college, and have nothing. And that's a big portion of the population, unfortunately. Um, but we talk about people who are born into, you know, comfortable means don't go to college and then do well like yourself i'd like to see that comparison to people who are you know in college or, or graduate from college i'd like to see that yeah sure in there because like you can't like blame someone who was born into nothing that became nothing like i don't really blame that person where um so it's like we take them out of the picture i'd be curious to see this the delta between born into like a comfortable upbringing chose not to go to college Delta means change, folks out there, just so you know. <laughs> Chose not to go to college and have make X, and then those who go to college make Y. I bet it's a lot smaller. A lot smaller. Good point. What we're trying to say is... Don't be a sucker. Take, don't yeah. be a sucker. Take your education into your own hands and make what you will of it. Yep. But don't be a sucker. Don't fall for the institutions. Know and have a plan. Know what you want to do. Be career and salary salary oriented, and um, I think you'll make the best of it. And as always, thanks for listening to Talk About a Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.